Hi, friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us. This is a Nathan for You rewatch podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today we are starting our journey through the Nathan for You filmography with episode one, which is called Yogurt Shop Pizzeria. Before we get started, we do just want to go over kind of what the show Nathan for You is about, if anyone is not familiar with this masterpiece work of art. Nathan for You is a Comedy Central show. It ran starting in 2013, and it ended its run in 2017. Star is a comedian. His name is Nathan Fielder. He went to one of Canada's top business schools and graduated with really good grades. And essentially, he works as a consultant to small businesses, um, goes around, talks to them, and pitches them ideas to help improve their business model with uh, some various off-the-wall, I guess, is the best way to describe his ideas. Meg, do you have anything else to add? I'd say that part of it is key to note that the business advice is not something you would normally pitch to someone. It's a little bit of the viewers and Nathan are kind of in on the joke and and the people who don't really know what's happening or who think that Nathan is trying to give them legitimate business advice are uh, the businesses on the show. I did recommend the show to a friend once who watched it and they thought that the business knew what was happening. And so they didn't think it was very funny. But once I explained that they didn't understand the joke, um, it went over a little bit better. But this is for sure one of my favorite shows of all time. I think Nathan is just one of the funniest people I have ever watched. He is so deadpan, so great at playing this role. Yeah, I definitely recommend if you haven't checked out Nathan for you and you were just planning to listen to our recaps, um, I recommend seeking it out and checking out the show as well because while we're going to do our best to tell you exactly what happens, like you really cannot recreate some of this stuff. And part of the fun is that Nathan is super deadpan and a lot of the business owners who he's trying to help, their reactions to this stuff are absolutely everything. Yeah, a lot of it is in like the subtle facial reactions and the reactions of they're not contestants, but um, the people who apply to be on this show thinking that they're they're getting business advice, which sounds like a tiny bit mean uh, now that we're talking about it. But but it's very funny. And they do, of course, get recognition by being on this TV show and more people learn about their business. I'm excited to dive into the episode. Uh, but I guess I just want to talk a little bit about our experience with Nathan for you and kind of why we had wanted to do this rewatch. So Kelly's the one who actually introduced me uh, to the show. Kelly, when did you start watching it? So I was told about this show a bunch of times by different people over the years. People were telling me like, you would love this. You studied business. You love deadpan comedians. Like this is your shit. And I just kind of never took it seriously. And the first time that I really did was actually a friend, uh, Nicole, who had come over and she was like, we're watching Nathan for you right now. Like, let's just put it on. And we put on a couple episodes and my fiance and I watched the whole thing basically like that day. It, it's so, so good. And I feel like as soon as you told me about it and I ended up watching it, I also like really quickly just started binging through episodes. Kelly and her fiance, we did a big joint bachelor slash bachelorette party. Uh, we're from Canada um, and we went all the way to Austin, Texas for it. 
And at that bachelor slash bachelorette party, we started watching episodes and it really became most of our weekend. Uh, so one of the nights, the girls and the guys kind of split up and Kelly and I, we went out to this bar and we were drinking with everyone and we had a lot of shots and Wait, Kelly and I, I ended up like, leaving the night like I super. I think you're burying the lead <laughs> Is this we, a secret? We did not go to a bar <laughs> that night. Where, where did we go? <laughs> I, I was, I don't, I don't know. I feel like a bar with uh, people on stage. <laughs> Is this kosher? Where there are men who take off their clothes. This is where we had gone to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we went to a bar where men take off their clothes. And I feel like the real lead is that you and I didn't last that long out. So uh, the rest of the girls we went out with, uh, they're like drinking and partying. And Kelly just comes and grabs me and is like, we need to go home. And I'm like, yes, anything you want, like I'll do uh, where you lead, I follow, like this is your night. And we ended up going back to the Airbnb and we started watching Nathan for you and passed out and everyone else stayed out partying. The rest of the girls were like, I don't know where they went. And they went downtown and just kept going out. And everyone else got back home and Kelly and I were passed out on the couch with pizzas beside us. And they figured out that we ended up leaving the bar at like 1130 or something like something really early. Really early. And we fully just passed out like in our like dresses, like full makeup. Like I was still wearing lashes with Nathan for you on the TV. What else do you want out of your bachelorette? And if that doesn't make us qualified to talk about Nathan for you, if you cannot see passion and love of a show like this, I don't know if you could get better than that. Truly one of the best weekends ever. So, Nathan. Nathan, call. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yes. So come come party. Maybe we'll stay out past 11. <laughs> uh, we would definitely stay out past 11 for Nathan. <laughs> so we open up um, this episode and we are introduced to the yogurt shop where mm-hmm. we are going to begin this journey for episode one. And this yogurt shop is called Yogurt Haven. It is located in California, and one of the things that is stated kind of right at the beginning is that frozen yogurt is enjoyed by Asian women and just a regular guy in the neighborhood. Did you have any thoughts on this statement? Because I certainly did. <laughs> I, I would probably say that anyone could enjoy frozen yogurt. I feel like we bump into that kind of thing a few times throughout this episode where it's like, ah, probably shouldn't have said that. Um, but yeah, I'd say anyone can enjoy yogurt. I feel like Yogurt Haven is not a great name for a yogurt shop. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's an okay name. I think this was back in like 2013 when the frozen yogurt business seemed to be really booming. Um, we were in university then and I remember there was like four or five frozen yogurt shops kind of like in our Menchies? Yeah, Menchies and Froyo were big. They were, they were big. That was like a good date spot. Yeah, and I I think now, like, it's not as much of a thing. Like, I could not tell you where the closest place to get frozen yogurt is near me. Yeah, I also feel like in Canada in general, like, you want, if you're going to pick a business that's a little too seasonal. Yeah, totally. So, Yogurt Haven is basically one of those frozen yogurt shops where it's, like, self-serve. You go in, you, you know, put the yogurt into your container, they weigh it, and you get to put toppings on it. So, it's... Your basic frozen yogurt shop that you would see like on any corner back in the year 2013. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Nick is the manager at Yogurt Haven. And I guess that he's the one who Nathan goes in and talks to and tries to come up with a new business approach to draw in new customers. Do you want to drop the ball on, on what this amazing business venture is? 
here's the thing with Nathan for you. Basically, every time there's going to be a new business idea, they come up with this graphic of like a file folder. So this file folder opens and it says case 002. I cannot tell you what case 001 was. Um, we'll have to delve into that. The, another the great time. mystery. <laughs> and there's a couple of things on the screen, one of which is a Wayne Gretzky quote that says you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And the other thing is basically the plan. And the plan for Yogurt Haven to draw in new customers is that they're going to create a new frozen yogurt flavor, which is poo-flavored frozen yogurt. Now, Nick is like the sweetest human being in the world. And he kind of mentions that he has his reservations about this idea, but Nathan's saying, you want a big punch, you want something big and controversial that everyone's going to talk about. You got to do something different than other yogurt shops and really draw in the business. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad plan. It's kind of like the like, there's no bad press. Um, but we will, <sighs> we'll, we'll see as we go on that maybe, <laughs> maybe Nathan, uh, circles back on that idea a bit as well. Mm-hmm. So they then get the ball rolling with, okay, we need to actually go and get a poo flavored frozen yogurt. So they show a segment where Nathan goes and there's a Gold Coast lab and they come up with flavorings. So he goes to them and apparently that they are not allowed to say no at Gold Coast labs. Like they'll say yes to whatever flavor you want to try to make, they will try to make it for you. And they come up with an artificial feces emulsion, but there's no actual feces in it. Yes, this is an amazing business model that you just are not allowed to say no. They're like the improv group of uh, flavor labs, it sounds like. Like, they're very yes and. Whatever you want, we'll do it. Yeah, I thought that was a little interesting that they wanted to keep that line in where they say, you know, we're not allowed to say no to any flavor. I'm wondering if they were like, we want to make sure that we're kind of not associated with this in in case, like anyone gets really ill off of it or they want to distance themselves a little bit. Maybe they want more people coming in being like, I want insert a questionable flavor of Froyo here. I feel like I've only had very basic Froyo flavors like (laughs) mint, chocolate, vanilla, cake. I don't know. There's normally not that many options. That's why this is such a wild plan. So one of my favorite parts of the episode are Nathan gets this flavor made and they conduct a taste test uh, with strangers. So it's a blind taste test. They just, he hands out the frozen yogurt to a group of people and he asks them like, what do you think? What flavors are you tasting? Talk to me about what you're enjoying. And the first two flavors that are mentioned are someone says it tastes like peppermint and someone says it tastes like licorice. And I feel like it couldn't... I don't know why they would say that or, or think that. This segment I'm obsessed with. Um, yeah, he literally goes to like a focus group. And Meg, I don't know if this has ever come up in us being friends, but have I ever told you that I used to do these focus groups when I was a kid? No. What do you mean? Like as a kid, you participated in them? Yeah, like I was like a taste tester in focus groups when I was, I don't know, I was probably like 10. I don't know how I don't know this. What did you taste? Like random stuff. I would go in and they'd be like, oh, can you try these like frozen yogurt? <laughs> Not frozen yogurts. They'd say like, can you try these like yogurt pops or whatever? And they give you like a bunch of different ones that are like very similar. And you basically just have to circle a little thing that's like, oh, I liked this or I didn't like this. And they pay you like $50 for being there for, I don't know, half an hour. I feel like most of the time that would be an amazing job. This segment aside. Yeah. Do you remember anything you tasted? 
I definitely did yogurt once. I want to say I did like cookies one time. It was so random. I don't know how my mom got me involved in this or why, but this your is- mom's a genius. She's like, I'll bring my kid to get some delicious snacks and they'll pay me for it. Yeah. If anyone is interested in uh, finding out more, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could convince her to let me know how she got me involved in that. But no, I, I want to know. I want to find out more. Please report back. Yeah, I'll call up next Sherry. Next segment. Yeah, next segment. We must know how to become a part of this. Bad day for these people who are doing it. This is clearly why they had the adults only one because like you don't want children tasting poo flavored frozen yogurt. Yeah. So the girl who had a originally said that she thought it was licorice kind of takes a big pause and Nathan's like any other flavors coming up and finally she says okay it tastes a little bit like poo and then there's this really awkward segment where Nathan continuously asks her like have you tried it before do you know a direct comparison we'd love to know if you've actually eaten it before so we can know how accurate our flavoring is and she just kind of awkwardly sits there saying no, I've never actually had it before. He's like, oh, whatever you're into. And if I was in the room, I don't know how everyone else kept a straight face, but I would have just been dying in the corner. My favorite thing is watching the people while this is going on. There's like other people who like go back in for a second lick of the Froyo. (laughs) And it's like, you just heard him say it's supposed to taste like poo. And you were like, let me go in and make sure. Like, I need to confirm that this is really the flavor. Well, the guy who said it tastes like peppermint definitely should go in for a second bite to be just to check what he thinks poo tastes like. He's He's like, man, this is delicious. He's like, I actually really like this. And someone else, I think, believe, I believe they say it tastes like familiar flavors, which like, (laughs) ooh. Oh, sir. Oof. I'm glad um, I'm glad they all found yeah. the release to not have their faces blurred cuz I frankly don't know if I would have. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I I don't really know the process that that people would go through, but I feel like they wouldn't have even shown it because I most of the fun of the scene is their reactions and seeing them try it and slowly it clicking in their head like this is what I'm eating and this person is just looking straight at me telling me that they made this ice cream and they wanted us to try it so good and uh so we Mm -hmm. go from the focus group back to a conversation with Nick the yogurt haven manager where him and Nathan are discussing okay how long are we going to put the poo flavored ice cream on the menu at yogurt haven And Nick is very adamant that he does not want to have this on the menu for very long. (laughs) Yeah, I saw this and I wrote he he hates the flavor and then immediately agrees to two and a half months, which is such a long time. It's a really long time to have one flavor. I feel like he would have said like maybe a weekend, but he's just so agreeable. He's just so sweet and like mild mannered and kind. And he's kind of like goes along with whatever wild antics Nathan wants. But I feel like he's a little bit too kind. Yeah, I think part of the problem is Nick seems to be like a little a little young and um, I'm sure with like the TV cameras and stuff, you know, you want to make sure that you're going along with it and maybe he was a little nervous to say no. Yeah, throughout the seasons, you kind of see the people getting pitched these ridiculous business ideas and a lot of them go along with it and you wonder, oh, why on earth would someone agree to this or why would they do this? And you have to remember that there's all these TV cameras. You think it's this formal show where they're sending in someone to help you. It's like a lot of pressure to agree and nod and seem nice on camera i feel like this is one of the the most extreme uh episodes where it's like so to left field and it really seems to be like something you just would never do um but nick seems to be surprisingly agreeable yes and we move on to a meeting with um tyler barnett pr 
Oh my god. Nathan- Tyler is such a handful. <laughs> Nathan needs to find a way to promote the poo flavored ice cream or frozen yogurt. So Tyler's the guy that we're going to. He's the CEO of this PR firm in California. Yeah, I hate Tyler so much. What do you think? I kind of like Tyler. <laughs> Oh my God, Tyler's actually like one of the worst people. He's so mean. And it's like, okay, you are the CEO of your own PR firm. Someone comes in pitching an idea to you and he's like immediately super rude. And I was like, dude, you are the CEO of your own company. You're trying to hypothetically get other people to hire you. You should be trying to innovate and come up with cool ideas. And if this is the route that your client wants to go, like you can say your reservations, but Like he's just blatantly rude to Nathan and Nathan comes back pretty hard, which we can get into, but he definitely started it. Yeah. So basically Tyler is like, this is a terrible idea. And his two counter ideas, um, because he says he can come up with five better ideas like on the spot other than a poo flavored ice cream. And so one of them is a frozen yogurt eating contest. Do you think this is a better idea than the poo flavored ice cream? Okay. I, I do think it's a better idea. Um, I worked at a poutine shop briefly in university, uh, smokes, and they did a big poutine eating contest and it was very successful. So, uh, that's, he did say pretty aggressively he could come up with five better ideas. And I do think his first idea is pretty good. Um, but if you want to elaborate on the second idea, I want to call bullshit on him having five ideas. Yeah. His second idea just really seems like a way for him to dunk on Nathan because he suggests that, Nathan could stand outside with a bucket of the poo-flavored frozen yogurt on his head and a sign that says, I don't know how to market a business. Yeah, what the fuck? So this guy is so mean and so unprofessional. So unprofessional. Imagine saying that to a client. Like, there's just no way in the world you would ever do that. You're the CEO of your own company. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm if I ever said that to anyone, he is trash. He's literally the worst. Also, there's no way he had five ideas. He thought of one and then was like, I got to say something else to get out of listing another four ideas. I'm obsessed with it because to me, it's like he sussed out so fast that Nathan was, you know, Nathan's Nathan. He's a comedian. He's not serious. And then he fired back with this other stuff, which is so funny to me. And then we get into a couple of other things. One of the most important arguments that Nathan and Tyler get into is that Tyler drives a Porsche. And uh, Nathan oh, has yeah, I, some, it's, some things about that <laughs> that he wants to say. I thought you were going to yada yada pass this. And I was going to stop you and be like, no, no, we are going back to this. So Nathan, when I guess he first got... Uh, to Tyler's building. He had to go to the washroom. So he borrowed Tyler's keys. And I guess he saw that uh, Tyler drives a Porsche. So he's like, oh, uh, do you know what they say about people who drive nice cars? And Tyler's like, oh, what? He's like, oh yeah, they have small dicks. Tyler's like, "Uh, I can't guarantee you that's incorrect. And they just get into this really awkward argument about dicks. And I literally just write in my notes, dick argument ensues. And it's just like the least professional, awkward tick for tack that just has like the most awkward pauses and then we leave. But it's really awkward and really funny. Yeah, so let's, let's really dig down deep into this. So I personally have never seen a piece of someone who also has a Porsche. Have you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think so. So maybe we're not the right people to talk about this particular segment, but I do think that Tyler is a little bit defensive in the way that he comes back (laughs) because his defense to Nathan is... 
how would you know? Like, you've clearly seen a lot of dicks. And, like, I don't want to be like, I've seen a lot of dicks. But, like, I've seen a handful of dicks. I don't know if that necessarily means that, you know, I can tell exactly when one is big and one is small. Yeah, I feel like you don't have to have seen a lot to be able to see the size of one. And it very clearly doesn't relate to what are you on but it's very funny it's just like the most awkward like petty argument that you're just like how are like two adults seemingly in a business meeting arguing about this tyler does seem like hella defensive though and like very insecure so i mean yeah and i kind of on nathan's side i have one thing before we move on from tyler so i did pull up his website um tyler pr.com and he has a tagline underneath his uh, his little logo, and it's a blank marketing agency. Do you want to try and fill in the blank? <sighs> Is it one word? It's one word. It describes both of us as well. Oh, no. I have no idea. He calls us, it says a millennial marketing agency. What? There's no way he's a millennial. He was so old when this filmed. And that was seven years ago. Eight years ago now, because it's 2021. How old is he? I'm, I didn't dig quite that deep but yeah i do not believe i feel like, like no if offense. he is a millennial it's it's barely like there's Tyler, no way he's a millennial if you're listening and you are a millennial i'm very sorry but yeah i just have a hard time believing you're a millennial i also feel like a millennial marketing firm would be very for a gimmicky stunt offhand probably though i will say like looking at some of his past clients he did work with slip and slide slip and slide's not around anymore is it i don't know <laughs> i don't think he brought slip and slide back <laughs> maybe he did Then we head back to our favorite uh, frozen yogurt shop where it just shows a montage of people trying this uh, poo flavored ice cream. And it just shows all these different kids like on screen being like, oh, yeah, I got the vanilla and the chocolate and the poo flavored one. And it shows them eating it. And it is so hard to watch. I don't know why anyone would willingly try it. But they go through showing people actually trying this in real life. So I guess some people willingly ordered it. And then the next day, it shows Nathan coming back and talking to Nick. And he's telling him a story of how he went to dinner and he saw some rat feces on the ground. And it was very unappetizing during his dinner. And he doesn't think it's a good idea anymore to have the poo-flavored ice cream in a facility that serves food. And Nick is like man, yeah, I, I totally agree. This is what I've been trying to f- trying to tell you from the beginning. And this just leads me to believe that Nick is the nicest human being on earth. He just wants the best for Yogurt Haven. He's doing, he's doing the best that he can. It's very sad ending that you just see like a little sign that says we no longer sell poo yogurt on the store, <laughs> which is just heartbreaking. Oh just like a handwritten scratchy note. Yeah, and also at the end, um, Nathan asks Nick if they can be friends. Nick says no. Yeah. <laughs> Nick is not into it. It's a bummer. I kind of, I feel bad. This is kind of a recurring theme within the show too, where Nathan, they bring up a few times that he's bad with women and that he's trying to kind of make some friends. And it's very funny every time. And I do have an update on Yogurt Haven. Oh my God. Yes. So unfortunately, Yogurt Haven has closed permanently. No. They're no longer operating. However, it did have a 4.6 stars on Google. That's pretty good for any food place. And I read some of the reviews and it seemed like people were really digging it. They also were hosting like open mic nights until they closed. They closed like um, a year and a half ago. Oh, so they stayed open for a long time after the show aired. Yeah, they were open for quite a while afterwards. Do you think Tyler came up with that idea for them? I hope so. So we have a cut scene after this, which is 
Um, not really a part of, like, the normal narrative of the episode. It's just kind of like a side quest almost for Nathan, where he's talking about confidence and how confidence is the most important thing in trying to land a job. And it doesn't matter how smart you are, if you're confident, you'll be able to achieve what you want. Do we agree with this advice? What are you thinking when you first hear this? Yeah, I actually think it's pretty good advice. The way he uses it is to the extreme and ultimately not successful, I would say. But I think a lot of times in job interviews, especially now, I think a lot of companies want to ask you like the interesting, fun question because they're they're for the people and they want you to have a great work experience. So I've been asked to tell a joke. I've been asked like, if you were a piece of sporting equipment, what piece would you be? Like just random questions that mean nothing. And I feel like a lot of the time for questions like that, it doesn't really matter what you say as long as you answer and you have a reason for it. So if you sit there humming and hawing for a long time, it's like, okay, just an awkward pause. Whereas if you just say an answer right away and move on, because ultimately for questions like that, it doesn't really matter what your answer is. Yeah, I agree. And the way that Nathan wants to prove his confidence argument is basically by having Amir, who's a seven-year-old that likes the color orange, um, secretly answer some job interview questions behind the scenes. So Amir is seated in, I don't really know, like a studio. He's off screen somewhere else. And Nathan has a feed from Amir going into his ear. And he goes in to have this fake job interview. Yeah, so Nathan goes to a law firm and he's being interviewed and he has a little earpiece that's hidden and Amir can hear the questions and however Amir responds, Nathan repeats his answer out loud, seemingly with confidence, trying to prove that no matter what you say, as long as you say it confidently, um, you can get any job. And I think his answers show that this could not be further from the truth. Yeah, so a couple of Amir's answers, um, he basically says that he wants to work at this law firm because there's no bad guys there. <laughs> um, he says a couple times, like, can we not do that question or can we skip that question? And he also asks the interviewer if she likes skateboarding. She does not like skateboarding, as a spoiler alert. She's very unimpressed by most of his answers. And at the end of the interview, when asked, would you hire me for this position if this were a real job interview? She like very distinctly says no multiple times. But in the voiceover, we hear maybe. (laughs) So it's a maybe. It, It is a little upsetting. She very distinctly does not like skateboarding. Yeah, and she really handles this like a champ. Like, I feel bad for her. This woman has amazing patience to be able to sit through this interview. Pretty much everyone on this show has pretty good patience. Yeah. Um, And our next interview, we hear that Nathan's jerk friend will be the one feeding him the answers to the interview questions. And Nathan's jerk friend is actually H. John Benjamin of Wet Hot American Summer fame, And he also is, of course, in Archer and in Bob's Burgers. So he's a comedian. He's fairly well-known. Super funny guy. And this interview is going to be with a real estate firm. Mm -hmm. So what's a little bit different about this interview is John is obviously an adult. He can hear the questions. And his answers are trying to screw Nathan over and make him seem 
uh, very unhirable and like someone uh, you don't really want to talk to or be in a room with. All of his answers are very funny to us watching, uh, but it's super awkward to the interviewer. And unlike uh, Amir, our uh, seven-year-old who loves orange, who just kind of responds with whatever's in his head, John's like actually trying to come up with things that would hinder Nathan's ability to get the job and has like really awkward answers and questions. Yeah, and H. John Benjamin is so funny in this. Like, the first time that I saw this, I laughed so hard. H. John Benjamin pushes it real far, and the only time that Nathan's like, I refuse to say that, is when he tells him, like, <laughs> to say that he's a child molester. And that's when Nathan's yeah, I like, am... this is too far. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Yeah, I am glad he chose not to say that one out loud. Um, there's a few other lines uh, when he was asked, why would you why would you want this job? He says, I like my jobs like I like my women. And then there's a, a pause and, and the interviewer says, oh, how? And he says, easy. Um, he tells the interviewer that he likes his dimples and he says, thank you. So does my mother. And then Nathan asks if his mother is still alive. And Nathan says, that's too bad. Um, they go into a bit of a a monologue about Nathan talking about how his own mother is dead and she died in the Iraq war, uh, fighting for Saddam Hussein against America. And it just is like so awkward. And somehow this interviewer, uh, West Young keeps talking to him. And at the end, when he asks, like, would you give me this job? Would you want to interview me again? And he says, you know what? You seem like someone who it would be interesting to have another conversation with and I'd have a second interview with you. And I thought, as if you're only saying that because of cameras, there's just no way, right? There's absolutely no way, no. And and like Wes Young, kudos to him again. Like he, he keeps a pretty straight face. And unlike the first interviewer, he actually like entertains the conversation with Nathan, which I think is part of why this one is so funny. Whereas the first interviewer was just kind of like not even giving him anything back. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of bold to even entertain this conversation, especially when you're being filmed. Like some of these answers, I feel like it would have almost been better for him to just say like, you know, what, we're done here. And that's one of the few people where I'd have been like, okay, yeah, this is fair. You, you can probably walk away from this and I don't feel like you're too stuck up or anything like that. So we do have one more interview that Nathan goes through um, a little bit later in the episode, but we're just going to cover it now since they're all kind of one segment. And that is that Nathan is being interviewed and the person actually speaking for the interview is a turtle named Ted. Ted, of course, says nothing as turtles typically do. Maybe maybe he said more with his eyes. Yeah. But with his mouth, he said nothing. And my goodness, the, the poor guy interviewing him was so kind. He was asking him if he needed um, someone to sign for him because I think it was very clear that if you're trying to interview someone and they're sitting there saying absolutely nothing, you'd have some questions about, can you communicate? Do you need help communicating? Do you need a translator? Like, what can I do to help you? And then he just starts kind of talking to himself, telling Nathan about himself instead. And Nathan seems to think that that shows that uh, his confident look uh, would get him the job. Yeah, this this interviewer is great. I also had one other note, which is that um, the turtle handler who comes in to show, you know, that Ted was the one actually being interviewed, is wearing a sweet shirt that has a giant marijuana leaf and Dr. Dre on it. <laughs> I didn't notice that at all, but that's really funny. I Also, 
a very chill turtle handler. Yeah, I immediately noticed it and I was like, I need to know if this is like the person who owns the turtle or if this is just like a production person for Nathan for you. I really hope he owns the turtle. I think he must, right? But yeah, Ted, Ted's pretty <laughs> well, chill. Well, his turtle's now employed. <laughs> He's a star. His turtle now has a great uh, source of income for him. Can you train turtles? I don't feel like that is a, a typical film animal. I don't think so. Which which of the three interviews was your favorite? I think the H. John Benjamin one, just because, like, he's a comedian. So I feel like the way that he is trying to, like, screw over his friend is so funny. And so, like, what I could see, you know, one of our friends trying to do if they were trying to mess up our lives in an interview. There are a lot of joke shows where... Uh, like on Ellen and different shows like that, they'll give someone an earpiece and they have to go somewhere and they have to repeat everything that the person behind the mic is saying. And none of them go this far, I don't think. Like in Practical Jokers does it pretty often, but this one was pretty next level and I thought it was really, really funny. And Nathan almost never cracks throughout the series. You'll see his deadpan face is unbelievable. He's kind of always willing to do whatever it takes to get the shot. And so the fact that there were even parts of this that he refused to say means that uh, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, like, too, too much about the history of this show, um, the reason that Nathan For You had to end when it did was because Comedy Central felt that it took too long to produce the episodes because Nathan's a huge perfectionist, which I think kind of comes through in this episode when you see just, like, how seriously he takes doing these fake interviews and how good he is at completely like being in character yeah he really carries the show and yes it is his show but i think that he's irreplaceable like i can't think of a single person that could do it this well and this deadpan and uh do such a great job like episode after episode there's only one time i've ever seen him crack and it was so good i can't wait till we get there so for the last skit of this episode, we are headed to Valley Pizza Land and they say that here delivery is king and that 80% of his business comes from delivery. So their shop currently offers a 35 minute delivery guarantee and Nathan comes in with the suggestion of offering an eight minute delivery guarantee and we see them discussing it and the pizza shop owner kind of mentions, you know, I won't even be able to cook that pizza in eight minutes. There's just no way. And yet Nathan insists and says, no, no, we'll say that you get a free pizza, but we won't say how big the pizza you get or which pizza you get for free. And they come up with the idea of making these tiny inch big pizzas. So just like this tiny little pizza in a little box. And when you arrive late, you're supposed to insist that they pay for the rest of the pizzas, but they get this tiny inch long pizza for free. What do you think of this concept? I love this con. It is so funny. Um, it I don't know what it is about the tiny pizza, but it is so freaking adorable. I would be so excited to receive a tiny pizza like that. And it truly is just one of those things that you would only see on Nathan for you. I feel for Tony, who's the pizza shop owner. Uh, he is very adamant that this is impossible. Um, and you know, he's like, I don't know, people are going to be mad. And Nathan basically says to him like, well, we're not going to tell them how big the pizza that they're getting is. So it's going to be fine. 
This is absolutely hilarious. I love it. Again, I think I'm on the side of where if someone came to deliver me a pizza and they gave me this tiny little box with a one each pizza in it, I'd be okay with it as well. It's pretty funny. And I don't think that they're taking like ages to deliver. I think they were saying earlier that they can get it delivered within 35 minutes, which is pretty reasonable. So uh, as we see, we go through and we watch a few of these deliveries and some of the customers kind of react like how we would. Like there's one woman that's just like kills herself laughing and takes it and we get a few angry customers. Um, so do we want to talk about our favorite delivery guy, Angel? Yes. So Angel is a delivery man for Valley's Pizza Land. And he has a dream, and his dream is that he wants to be a performer. So we get a clip of Angel and um, Nathan. They're driving around going to deliver the pizzas, and Angel starts, you know, vocalizing in the car. He's singing the Star Spangled Banner. We love to hear it. So after we hear Angel singing... um, and we hear that he wants to pursue this and he just being a delivery guy on the side, but he wants to follow his passion of singing. We get a little montage of all the free deliveries uh, he tries to do with the tiny pizzas. Yeah, and we get a whole range of reactions to the tiny pizzas. As we kind of discussed, there's one woman who thinks it is hilarious, um, but most people are, needless to say, pretty upset yeah, yeah. Most people are not impressed. And um, the pizza shop got tons of these flyers printed and sent out to, to mailboxes all across the city. So they've been getting a lot of orders recently. And I feel like to be a delivery person and just get like yelled at all the time would be truly terrible. Yes. And there's in particular, there's one guy who is really uh, kind of laying into Angel Though he does say after yelling at him about the tiny pizza, like, be careful when you're driving, though, which I thought was kind of nice. Um, so Yeah, he, he tried to kind of jump back and say some nice things. I think in life, you got to kind of reflect and remember, like, when you're talking to the middleman and when you're talking to someone who's making the rules. So it's like he kind of got upset about it at first and said that he wasn't going to give him a tip. And this guy in particular said he didn't want the pizza at all. Um but I think partway through him being frustrated, he kind of realized like, oh, he's a delivery guy. He didn't make the rules. How much am I really going to ream this guy out? So he starts kind of shouting nice things to him while he walks away. Yeah. And then after that, we kind of just see a little scene of Nathan and Angel. And they're just talking about their problems, eating the pizza, sitting on the hood of the car. One of the things that really struck me is that uh, Angel says girls are odd to understand. I mean, boys are odd to understand. Angel, thank you very much. Yeah, I just, I really like this, this just commiserating between Angel and Nathan. Because we, we saw that Nathan wanted to be friends with Nick, and Nick was not down uh, in the first segment. But it seems Angel like, is down. Yeah, and this is like a lot more organic. And I, I really just hope that Nathan and Angel are friends to this day. I would like to know who from the series he still talks to, if anyone. Uh, I hope Angel's one of them. There are a few people in the series we meet later that I also hope are included in this. But for an episode one out of anyone, um, I hope he stays friends with and in contact with uh, Angel and the turtle. Yes, Ted the turtle. 
How cool would it be to be Anwar though and be like that that seven year old who loved orange on the show? I wish I could point back and say I was on something cool like that. I know. <laughs> That's such an embarrassing video though to like show your wedding or something. Oh my gosh. Okay, there are more kids in the future of the series, and this is definitely not the worst kid to be on this show. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> we will get there. That's one of my favorite That's one of my favorite episodes to show people if they haven't seen the series. Yeah, so that kind of wraps up episode one. I don't know if you ever watched the season in order, but this was actually one of the last episodes that I had ever watched. I kind of ping-ponged around different seasons just based on episodes that people recommended because you don't have to watch them in order. And then after we were getting into it more, because at first it was just a lot of clips that I was watching of parts of episodes. And then I went back and started from season one and watched all the way through. This isn't one of my favorite episodes. And I think it's kind of a hard one uh, for getting people into it because there are so many outstanding episodes in the future. But it does show, this is kind of the general concept of the show. It shows a lot of that deadpan humor and it has some really fun guests, which a lot of the times the people on the episode, like... They're very memorable. Some of them are recurring and uh, really make the show what it is. Yeah, and just to put a pin in Valley's Pizza Land, they are closed now. Oh, no. Um, as of 2018. No, at least it wasn't the pandemic that did either of these uh, shops, and that would have been a little bit sadder. Yes, um, they did have a 3.9 stars on Google. I will say, um, going off of what you were talking about in terms of the episode order, um, yeah, this is definitely not my favorite episode of Nathan for you. It does kind of introduce us to the way that this show works in a pretty successful way, and I do think that it kind of shows Nathan's style of humor as well. So it's like an okay introduction, but yeah, as, as discussed, there are definitely much better episodes upcoming. Yeah, this was genuinely your first episode. Keep trucking along. There are way better episodes to come. This one was decently funny, but I do think that there are much funnier ones ahead of us. And I would just encourage you to to give another few episodes a try. Um, You can follow along with the podcast or how I had kind of approached the show was looked up uh, ratings of episodes. So if you just watch a few of the higher rated episodes first and then go back and you kind of get to know the characters and get to know the style, I found that that approach made the show really enjoyable. Um, But again, if you just kind of watch it through with us, it'll be pretty fun too. Yes. And the next episode is the Santa slash petting zoo episode, which features a pretty famous viral video. That wraps up the first episode of Nathan for You. Certainly an interesting episode uh, to get started with, but if you stuck around up until the end, thank you so much. If you're interested in hearing us talk about some other stuff, we do have another podcast called Cool Girls Look at Explosions, where we talk about action movies. You can like and subscribe to that podcast, as well as this podcast, where we'll be coming out with future Nathan For You episodes. Yeah, and this has been uh, Megan and Kelly on your side.